0: Hello and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message.
1: Well, how many of you were blessed this morning? Amen. So good to have Pastor Ike and Pastor Cindy with us tonight. Glory to God. You know, they left here and, and uh, went to Canada to pioneer a new work. But it wasn't just like going anywhere. It was a real challenge to do what they did. And uh, we've had wonderful fellowship yesterday, today, and... and uh... Hello? To Tapped the bottom of that with my thumb. Turned it off. But we were talking about this, I guess, on Wednesday... When they were with us and, um, you know, where they are is a, is a hard place uh, in, in the spirit because there's a lot of oppression up there. And they talked about the fact that as soon as they got back into the United States, they could sense that lift off of them. And they live under that all the time. And they've learned to keep it off of them. But that spiritual oppression is there. We have so much to be thankful for in the United States. And it only came by faith in God. That's the difference. In America, uh, the church has not turned loose of its faith in God. Amen. We're the, the church is the only thing holding back the darkness. And they can testify the difference in our nation and that nation. And I almost said something about that this morning, you know, and, and uh, that, you know, they fought a lot of devils. And I thought, well, maybe their congregation will take that personally. So I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we are very blessed. And uh, and we're grateful for pioneers like uh, Pastor Ike and Pastor Cindy that would go to the hard place. Amen. Because God said go. And if God said, if God didn't say go, don't go. But if God says go, he'll take care of you. Amen. So it's good to have them. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So we want to invite... Him, her, them, I don't know what exactly they're going to do. Yeah, okay, come on up and just, yeah, come up and just uh, minister whatever's on your heart. Okay, praise the Lord. Amen.
0: Praise the Lord. Thank you. Thank you again. Thank you, everyone. Uh, if you weren't here this morning, I don't know, get the cassette, the t- whatever, you, whatever you get. Yeah, you know. Uh, it wasn't my normal teaching, uh, but I was trying to share... Uh, just a little bit about w- what we do and what we've been through, and just one aspect really. And I don't know, maybe it came out a little lopsided. But anyway, Cindy's going to uh, share tonight. But I just wanted to share something. Um, yeah, thank God for the United States. And there were things, because our church was there this morning, there were some things that I kind of wanted to say, but I didn't want to be offensive to them. But it, it is a difficult place. There, there's a lot of oppression there that you don't find here. Well, of course, that comes from people being saved or not saved. And like I said, the the, the amount, the, the, the number, the percentage of evangelical Christians in Quebec is less than 1%. I don't, do you know what it is here in the United States? I don't even know, really, but, it, I mean, it's a lot more than that. Uh, You know, when you go out to eat, excuse me, at a a restaurant here, it's kind of normal. If you see somebody praying over their meal, you don't think anything of it. Up there, that is weird. I mean, if we see somebody that we're like, whoa, a Christian, there's another, They're, they're, they're believers. Jordan was in public school. He moved with us. He was in public school for six months and came home one day after six months. He said, I finally met a Christian today. He said, I don't think he's a very good Christian because he talks about partying and smoking and drinking all the time. But he goes to church. <laughs> um, you know, so, so it's, a, it's a different world. And we had to kind of adjust. But God is so faithful and he's done more. Thank God for this church. You guys are so blessed. And I know probably every uh, traveling minister who comes in says, "Wow, it is so easy to flow here and just just get." You guys are with it. Well, when we came in 1985, we started. We were looking for a, a word of faith church that taught Brother Hagin stuff. Well, the Pastor was a Rhema graduate. And one of the few at the time who had a church back in the 80s, there weren't a lot of Word of Faith churches. And so we were blessed to find this place. And Cindy and I stayed after college and got married. and, and I mean, uh, some of you were at our wedding. Lori Brown was pregnant with, uh, with Drew at our wedding. I mean, that's how long ago this has been. Um, um, so uh, so uh, uh, it's just a blessing. We, we had such a good foundation when we went to Ramah. People would sit in class and wow, can you believe what he just said? Have you ever heard? And I thought, what kind of church did you come from? What kind of rock did you cross? Well, of course, yeah, we already knew that. I mean, almost in pride. Oh, yeah, we know that. Uh, but we were just so blessed. But I just want to read this one scripture. Uh, Ephesians 3:20 now to him who is able to carry out his purpose the amplifier says carry out his purpose and do super abundantly more than all we dare ask or think infinite, infinitely infinitely thank you help me with my english infinitely beyond our greatest prayers hopes or dreams according to his power Where is it that is at work within us? Hallelujah. And I just want to testify, God has been so faithful, even in the midst of of oppression, oppressive atmosphere, hard uh, um, mission field, whatever it is. And we've seen other people come, oh, we're going to start a church, we're going to do this. Our friends that we work with, uh, the Taylors, have been there probably 10 years longer than we have. And they just happened to sit by Pastor Edwin and Pastor Angela at a Winter Bible Seminar just the, the, the year before we were going to move there. Oh, you're from Quebec? Oh, we... and they just had this look on their faces. Oh, no, they're coming to Quebec. I hope they know what they're getting into because they had seen people come and go. And we've seen in the time we've been there 16 years now, and we've seen people come and go. Missionaries come and go, pastors come and go, and we're still there, bless God, by the grace of God. And we said, you know, maybe we're just too dumb to quit. So when you shake the dust off your feet and say, God bless you and move on. No, we're, we're, that's where we're called. That's where we're staying. But, God's been, but God has provided for us. Even in this year during COVID, we've talked to some pastor friends. We have a little Facebook group, a uh, conversation group that we share with other pastors in the area uh, that are Rhema people. And, and some of them said, wow. He's, one of them said, you know, for the first time, he said, our church is in the red. We're, we're operating in the red. Well, bless God, we're blessed. I actually, for the first time in years and years and years and years, maybe the first or second time ever, I took a raise this year in the middle of COVID. We were so blessed. We, we ordered chairs, new chairs. We've been waiting to get, we've had Costco chairs, you know, padded, nice Costco chairs. And then we needed more chairs. We said, well, we'll buy more Costco chairs. Finally, Cindy said, well, she did a series and I had to sit in them. She preaches long. And I said, hey, y'all, we need new chairs. These are horrible. So we ordered new chairs that we collected and had everybody, you know, give for chairs. And we said, well, the church will make up the difference. And I thought, uh, I don't know. I don't want to stretch us too, too thin here doing this. We had excess, I took a, uh, took a raise, and we had enough to order the chairs. So when we came out of confinement for two weeks, we had new chairs, and some of the people haven't even sat in them, but we put the chairs in, in in the fall. And so, praise God, we have new chairs. I just want to share real quickly the testimony of our house, the first house we got. We were traveling back and forth from Sherbrooke to Quebec City after God showed us we'd start a church in Quebec. We thought, well, we need a place to have a church. I thought, well, instead of renting a place for the church and renting a place for the house, let's just do one together and have we'll start at the house. Because if we rent a place and nobody comes for six months, we're pay- paying for a house and paying for a rental place that nobody's coming to. So we'll just be wise and we'll rent a place. So we look for a place. We couldn't find anything, couldn't find anything, couldn't find anything. And the Lord finally kept, he said, stop looking. But, Lord, we, we, we've got to go. And to go, we have to play, have a place to go to. He said, Stop looking. I said, okay, the landlord's asking, are you moving or not? Well, yeah, we think so, but we don't have a place. So we went, uh, made another trip, and, and we kept being drawn to this neighborhood. And there was a house for rent that we really liked, overlooked the whole city, you could see everything. And, and it was a little pricey, and we said, well, well, we'll think about it. So the next week, we decided, we'll take it. We called, it's gone. Furnished, everything, it was gone. So we went, kept going back every time to that neighborhood. We were just being drawn to that neighborhood. Nothing there. No, we just liked it, and you can see the whole city. We went with some friends, and someone said, hey, that house is for sale. So we wrote down the information, and uh, Cindy kept looking at it on the Internet. What are you doing? Nothing. You're looking at the house, aren't you? Yeah. She was, she was getting that house in her. And the Lord spoke to us, and he said, advance. Well, it wasn't for rent. It was for sale. How are we going to buy a house? Now, when we left here, I had a salary. I was on staff. But, you know, when you leave, salary doesn't go with you. (laughs) We had partners. Thank God for partners. We had partners every month. We didn't have a job. You know, we worked on paper for the church, but there was no church. There was no salary. While we were in Sherbrooke, we needed a mattress. Said, well, we'll go buy one on credit, not to tax ourselves. We'll pay it on credit. We couldn't get credit because we didn't live there. We were from the United States. We had good credit here. And we said, can you check the bureau in the United States and check our credit? It's good. No, we can't. We don't care. You have to have credit here. You don't exist here. Well, we just moved. Well, you don't have credit. We called the pastors and said, not the, uh, the pastors that we were there with uh, in Sherbrooke, and said, could you, would you mind co-signing? They didn't know us that well. But they, they trusted us. We said, can you co-sign for us a loan so we can buy a mattress? They said, yes. So we made the payments and we bought a new mattress. Hallelujah. Less than two years later, God said, buy this house. Advance. We're going, Lord, we didn't have credit for a mattress. How are we going to have credit? And we still have no church. I'm going to go to the bank and ask for a loan. And they're going to say, what do you do? Well, I have a church. Well, how many people do you have a church? Well, there's one, two, three, four. <laughs> uh and none of them have a salary and i don't really either how much can you give us and this was the market there was way different than what it was we had here and it was the biggest house and the most expensive house we would have ever had and god said advance lord i have no salary i have no paycheck we depend on partners he said advance we said okay so we made an appointment to see the house we looked at it we loved it it was great well, where's this money going to come from? We had no, we, I, I was not going to go to the bank. There was no use going to the bank. I didn't want to be laughed at. So I asked the real estate lady, I said, would you ask the owners if they would be interested in financing the house for us and we'll pay them instead of the bank? And she said, no, people don't really do that now. They used to years ago, but people want their money. People, nobody does that now. I said, well, could you just ask them? Just, won't hurt, just ask. She said, okay. And she was their real estate agent. We didn't have one. She worked for them. So she called us back and she said, yeah, they said yes. They'll finance it for three years. And they wanted to charge you this rate of interest, which was, and she said, I told them, no, you can't do that. She works for them. <laughs> she said, you need to charge them this. And she brought it down to some of the reasonable What a bank would charge. And so it was a lot of money a month. We still didn't. So we signed the papers. Glory to God, we had a house. We got in the house, and the devil said, What have you done? (laughs) Great man of faith. You've got enough money in the bank for six months, and you're going to be out on the street, and people are going to go, Well, they're in a house. Now they're not. They're out on the street. What are we giving them money for? We're going to have to go back to the States. Well, then you buy little things when you get in the house. After a week, the devil said, you don't have six months worth of money. you got three months worth of money, and in three months you're going to be out on the street, a great man of faith, buying a house and got no money. What is wrong with you? And I'm going, oh, dear Lord. So it's, you know, it's one thing to sign the papers, and it's one thing to sign the check every month to pay it. Now, I, I do not recommend, this is not what you do, but we had a word from God, okay? He said advance, and before that we were right here. <laughs> we were right here, come on. We were right here. And the first time uh, the Dufresnes were here and Ed Dufrain walked over and he walked right in front of Cindy. He said, you're looking for a house. And we hadn't, we were just starting to look for houses. And she said, yeah. He said, God's got a house for you. You watch what he's going to do for you. And we held on to that word. God had a word. God sent him to tell us He had a house for us, and God is faithful to His word. And we didn't turn it loose. And so when the devil was bugging me at night and I couldn't sleep, tossing back and forth in the bed, you know those bees just buzzing around your head. How are you going to do this? Where are you going? You don't have money for this. They're going to laugh at you. You're laughing stock. Some man of faith. Blah blah blah. blah thought, well, I'm not sleeping anyway. I might as well get up. So I'd get up and unpace the living room. And I'd confess the word. Thank you. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want glory to God. I will lack no good thing. He supplies all my needs according to his riches in glory. Hallelujah. You called us here. You'll provide every need. I call every need met in Jesus' name. I call this mortgage paid in Jesus' name. And the peace of God would just whew, I'd go back to bed and sleep. For about an hour. and then me, 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 I mean, Up I'd come again. <clears throat> and then I'd get back to sleep. And that happened for a week or so. And then after a while, that just, God just, you know, you, you be persistent. I remember pastors said a long time ago, and I never forgot it. And I tell the people this, the devil's persistent. But you need to be more persistent and you'll win every time. And I just stayed persistent with the word. Cindy and I, we confessed with the word. We prayed and we thanked God every meal. We thanked God for our full supply. Uh, Ed Dufresne had preached the full supply and we had those uh, CDs in the car for months and listened to a full supply, full supply, full supply. I've got a full supply, glory to God. And we never missed a payment. I would think, okay, it's due next week, Lord. We're kind of short, where's the money? Thank you, Lord, we've got that. And someone would call and say, I just feel impressed I need to send you $1,000. Do you need $1,000? Well, yeah, we could find something to do with $1,000. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. We should never missed a payment. Now, afterwards, <clears throat> now, no paycheck, no salary, no job, empty church. We're having church on Sunday. Who came? Nobody. Nobody came. Our family, we'd watch... Brother Hagin video. That was church. The next week, maybe two people would come. Glory to God. Sometimes I'd say, Lord, please don't let anybody come. I'm just not ready. I can't deal with it. And sometimes he'd answer that prayer. (laughs) And I was glad just to get to watch Brother Hagin and go upstairs and eat lunch. But the house met our requirements of a large parking area for people, a large room downstairs right at the entry for, to have church in. And we held 30 people in the room for, for church in the house, and it was great. And, the, church, and the, the floor was granite or something and had a cross and a heart in the stone that the owners, previous owners had put there. Good Catholics, it was a sacred, sacred sacred, heart thing. But people thought we did it because we were having church there. And we're like, no, I was already there. So I looked because I knew we had paid a lot more than we were paying here. And, you know, sometimes you don't need to know all the information. You know, doctor gives you diagnosis. You don't need to be running on the Internet. Well, let's look at all the bad things. Sometimes you can have too much information and it will affect your faith. Get Bible information. Build Bible faith. And get Bible results. Amen. So afterwards, when it was time, the three years were up. And we said, Can you, would you like to keep doing that for another three years? And they said, no, we'd like our money. I said, okay, Lord, it's your turn. We're going to the bank. Is, is it enough? It was enough. And thank God we did because they cut our monthly payment in half. In half. We were paying, I looked up the figures because I knew it was a lot more than we paid here for our mortgage. We were paying five times what our mortgage was here when we left. And we had a paycheck here. We just, it was, well, that's just dumb luck. No, (laughs) that's Bible. (laughs) Glory to God. Faith Just the principles of faith, working the word, growing in faith, being perseverant. And even in the worst of circumstances where it looks, there is no way. There is no, that's impossible. Oh, it's possible. It's possible. Take hold of the word and don't let loose. Run the devil off when he starts talking in your ear and you can't sleep. Get up and run him off. You're not sleeping anyway. Get up and run him off. Get the peace of God and the joy of God. Go back to bed and go to sleep. Get up in the word and confess the. Get up in the morning and confess the word again. Just to say, we just thought we'd rent a little place, and for a thousand. I mean, you couldn't rent a dog shed for a thousand dollars a month. I mean, it was. We were just in shock. God already had it figured out. So much more than we could ever ask or think. So so, thank you for being part of that and part of the answer. God used you guys to help do that, but he is so faithful. Faithful, faithful, faithful. So I'm going to give that to you. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, for now. Praise God. Um, you know, we didn't understand when we went there. I feel like I have to stop and wait for the translation, but I don't. Um, we didn't understand the economy that we were moving to because it's like Washington, D.C. It's very, very high, and if had we understood it, it would have freaked us out. But we were blissfully ignorant and just went step by step, and God just took us through it and got us over that hump. Um, when it was time to sell the house, it was time to move the church out, and, and the, the house was perfect for the church because... Um, in quebec people come with all this garb on i mean there's times that we can't go outside with exposed skin okay because it's 30 40 50 below zero Um, our friends uh, were in labor getting ready to have a baby and it was 52 below zero and so her water broke in the car and the car filled up with steam and they had to pull over on the side because they couldn't see to drive I mean it's a we, we've learned words that we'd never heard of before, like frost booms and we're like, what is this? This is crazy, but you know, you just learn as you go. But um we needed a place with a really large entryway because people come in with, you know, 30 pairs of boots and 30 coats, and I mean this was this house was utterly bizarre to all the other houses that were there. It was made for us. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so when when it was time to move on to give up the house, we were ready because it was right on the side of the interstate and it was just loud, you know. It was great for a church. They could find us, but it was just loud and we didn't want to stay in it. And so we we put it up for sale early. We had a realtor come and um we said, "Well, what do you what do you think about the house? What can we ask for it?" And he he looked around and he said, you paid too much for the house and you're not going to make your money. You're going to lose money on this. And houses, you know, like this, they have they have granite and they have, uh, you know, this and that. And we're like, we got nothing but bad news. So we decided to put a little bit of money into it and just upgrade it. And so we put $23,000 and refaced the cabinets. And we put um, a $1,000 chandelier that just hung over the you know, it's like an old, old style that hung over the entryway. And then we put it up for sale. And for 10 months, no one, no one came and offered. I think two people maybe looked at it. And so, you know what? We began to put the word to work and we just began to operate with faith. Luke six forty five. 45, uh, we speak out of the abundance of our spirit. A man, a good man brings good things into his life by speaking. And so we just said, we're going to rule and reign here and we're going to speak. And I don't care if anybody wants this house or not. God is sending a man with lots of money, lots of cash. He's going to come in and he's going to buy this house and it's going to be on time too, because we weren't really ready to leave it. We didn't have any place to move to. We just knew we wanted to, you know, start in that process. So, um, for the next 10 months, we were looking for a, a house to buy. That was out of town because we're not really big city folk and um, we're in a city of a million people. So we just wanted to move out past the edge of town. And so we found this adorable little Austrian cottage that we just, it just sat right. You know, you see something, it feels like home. And we said, that's it. We're going to call and we're going to make an offer. We're like, well, I don't know what we're going to do with this place. It's been sitting here for 10 months, but we'd already said God was going to send somebody and it was going to be on time. So we had the realtor come over. We sat down at the dining room table and we started, you know, we're talking about the offer and signing the contract and everything. And before we got up from the table, another realtor called and said, we're coming over with an offer for that house. And we sold it and made a hundred thousand dollars on it. (laughs) Only God, only God, God sees what we can't see. He knows what we don't know. Hallelujah. We've got to have the kind of relationship with the Holy Ghost where we follow, where we hear, where we know. Where he can take us in and out of things where we, I've always been kind of stubborn and headstrong and just pushed into things. And, and then I'd look back and see where the spirit had been trying to lead me all along. And I've tried to, you know, put the brakes on that and say, I'm turning things around. I'm going to hear the voice of God. I'm going to follow it. Um, recently we've, you know, well, we're like you, we've been praying for a long time about revival, praying about revival. We want to be ready. We want to be in position. We want to be a part of the ones that birth this revival. And so, um, we have just been, you know, listening to God coming together on Monday nights and praying. And I kept seeing, um, sometimes we'd get over in the spirit and just, it was like in the distance, there was a light shining through. It's like someone had cut the corner of the room, and you could see a light shining in. And I kept, that kept coming up and while I was praying. And I saw a road. It went from me that way. And then I noticed on down the road a little bit, it suddenly curved and went over here. And I finally, I'd seen that several times. I said, Lord, why is there, why is the road I'm standing on? It's not leading to that. It's not leading to the revival. It's going this way. But at some point, I've got to take the curve. I've got to curve and make the changes that God wants me to make, or I'm not going to end up in that place. And so I want to do that. And so about a month or so ago, uh, we were praying, and suddenly... I saw in the middle of our middle section of chairs a cloud. And it wasn't off in the corner somewhere. It was right in the middle of this section of chairs. And out of it, the Lord spoke. And he said, up until now, you have learned to to flow in miracles and demonstrations through watching other people and being mentored by other people. But he said, there's coming a day when the demonstrations and the miracles, no man will have flowed in. And you will have to hear it from the Spirit yourself. I said, okay. All right. I started making some changes. I go to the church. I sit in the dark in that room. And just listen. I thought the Lord would have me praying things out. No, he's asked me to shut up. (laughs) Just come in and worship until I'm in the spirit. And just wait. And just worship. And just wait. And, you know, it, it truly is really an important thing to discipline our minds. Because our minds are in a fight all the time with our spirits. And when we're fleshy, you know, our minds are taking us off in all these different directions based on what it knows and it doesn't know enough. He knows. And so, you know, I've just been t- trying to take that time and, and listen and control. I will not think of anything else. I will hear you. I will listen. Hallelujah. It's so important in this hour that we're developing that ability Because we want to cooperate. We want to flow. We can't. There was a day we used to copy other people's anointings and other people's flows, and it worked. That was how we learned. We do what they did, and it did. It worked. But we're going to a higher place. We don't know what all we're going to see, what all we're going to find, but He will train us. There is a training that's here. Let me take my. I didn't know how I was going to end up in this teaching with what he was saying, and the anointing was good on it, but I'll go ahead with it. Hallelujah. If you'd open your Bibles tonight, 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And one of the things that we had to do when we started our church is we had to decide what kind of church we were going to be, what kind of church we were going to have. And we had lots of good advice from people, people in Florida, people up there. Um, You know, you never, ever want to have the move of the Spirit in your church if you want people to come. That's the kind of advice we got. Really? Oh, yeah, you don't want that stuff. People will leave. But, you know, as we watched... We watched their churches and we visited some. What we found is that they were attracting people who don't love the Holy Spirit, who don't love the voice of God, who don't love the anointing. They're attracting attracting religious people, troublemakers. People wanted to tell them how to run their church. And, you know, we said we had to come to the conclusion because, I mean, we always knew what we would be. We're going to have the anointing. But we wanted to do it in a timely fashion. We wanted to, you know, get them established first before we ran around the church in front of them or something, you know. But we had to, we had to move on and help push them in that direction because people come looking uh, for the movement of the Spirit, and if you don't have it, they'll go on somewhere else. I wouldn't want to keep the wrong people. We finally said, you know what, if we end up with ten people, who know the flow of the spirit, who love prayer who are who are yielded to the spirit of God? ten people it'll be that 's who'll we'll pastor and we 'll be happy about it First Corinthians chapter twelve uh, verses four through eleven Now there are diversities of gifts. But the same spirit, and there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord, and there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all, but the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit withal, for to one is given by the spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same spirit, to another the working of miracles. To another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and the self same spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. You know, the first thing to notice about this is that God is looking to move, He's looking to operate. And I thank God for the word of faith. I thank God that plan A is don't wait for something to move. Just come and take the word and speak and reign in your own life. I love that. But when you're dealing with a nation that's, you know, they're not saved. They don't know God. They, to them, God is condemnation, rules, um, money-grubbing con artists. This is, this is their concept of God. They have nothing, the, no idea. And I remember one day uh, somebody brought this little old man. I don't know why he came, but he came in and, and he was sitting there looking like, what is this place? Why are we here? And I turned around. We, I think we'd been singing. And I looked and I saw his two knees. and what And, and they looked normal, but to me, I saw them with no kneecaps. And looked into the joints of his knees and knew God was repairing his knees. And so I called it out and said, God's, God's trying to heal your knees. Is that right? Do you have a problem with your knees? And he said, yeah, I've been waiting to have surgery on my knees. I said, yeah, God's going to heal them. Would that be Okay. Okay, we laid hands on him. He was instantly healed, canceled his surgery, got saved in a few weeks, got baptized in the Holy Ghost and was just the most precious man because the gifts of the Spirit are designed to ring the dinner bell. They're the, they're the invitation to come in and find all that God is. It's all here and you need to come, but we've got to ring that dinner bell. We've got to be the ones with our hands on the bell going, yeah, I can do that. I can do that. Holy spirit. I can follow you. So we had one of the things we kind of said early on is we want to be like mom and pop Goodwin, Brother Hagan used to talk about them, how they had all nine gifts of the Spirit in operation in their church. And I thought, oh, man, that sounds so good. What sounded good to me about it was their heart towards it. That was what was important to them. That was their priority, that God would always be doing what he wanted to do in their church. And they sought after that. And so we said, bless God, we're going to have all nine gifts of the Spirit. And so God started talking to me about, he gave me a backwards sermon, okay? I'm going to give you this backwards sermon, this backwards direction. I said, Lord, what do we need to do to get all nine gifts of the Spirit operating, And then i was listening to brother hagan one day and brother hagan said he said the vocal gifts are the open door to the rest of the gifts of the spirit so that's interesting i wonder i mean why well I, i i know more of why today than i used to because i see the training that happens when you operate in the vocal gifts there's a training And, you know, I mean, how many of you know one of the best ways to find out about the anointing is step out on it. And if you fall flat on your face, that wasn't the anointing. That was my way of learning. I've fallen on my face many times and learned a good lesson. But, you know, sometimes you just have to try. But the vocal gifts allow you to um, practice it at home without hurting anybody else. Finding out what's anointed, what isn't, what's coming up out of your spirit. It, he was designing for us a training ground. So I said, okay, the vocal gifts—that's what we need to pursue. So how do we? How do we do that? You know, what's the best way to kind of kick that off? I mean, we've we've always flowed, but I wanted to go to a higher level of that. And he took me to something very, very simple and that is praise. Praise. It starts with praise, verbal praise, because that is what praise is. Let me just look. Hebrews thirteen fifteen. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks. That's the definition. God's Anointed definition of praise it's the fruit of our lips giving thanks and so um, I've got Luke 645 here in front of me. I'll read that as well. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth that which is evil. For, of the abundance of the heart or the abundance of a man's spirit, his mouth is speaking. It's bringing forth things. You know, this, this verse gives us the connection between the spirit realm and the natural realm. There it is right there. It's the connection. Everything God has provided, it's, it exists in the realm of the spirit. I mean, and there's so much more there than we have any idea. There's so much provision in that realm, but how do you get what's in that realm into this one? By speaking, by meditating on the word and speaking and releasing faith. Hallelujah. So, uh, I, I was thinking recently, you know, about how the body of Christ, it seems like we're late. Maybe I'm wrong. It just seems like we're late in this revival. Why are we late? Why, why has it been 2000 years and we are not flowing in the fullness of the gifts. I could tell you one reason is because the body of Christ in North America largely applauds instead of praises with their words. There is no connection to the realm of the Spirit with making noises with our hands. I might as well go up and just kick the, you know, stomp my feet. There's no connection with that. But God's given us the connection in Luke six forty-five. There is a connection, but it's with your words. And the other reason I believe we're late is because of lazy praise. <laughs> you know lazy praise? I mean, is anybody who doesn't know? Lazy praise, hallelujah, shundai, hallelujah, 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 shundai, shandai. I mean, we all do that. And again, it comes down to being able to discipline ourselves enough to give God our full attention, to shake off everything that's going on in our heads and to begin to speak things from the heart. We have to get over trying to make it fancy because if it's fancy, it's probably not you. It's just got to be real. It's got to be heart to heart. It's got to be sincere. It's got to be where you're at right now, what you're thinking, what what you're thinking in your heart, I should say, Uh, whatever is going on in there, expressing it, express it, take the time to say it. You know, when we were here, and there was such a good move here in those days. I mean, there probably is now. We're just not here to see it. But in those days, that's where we started to learn to flow. There was an outpouring. And I remember that we would be praying, and suddenly I would remember an anointing I had seen sometime in the past. But I hadn't seen it in a while. And I'd just start talking to the Lord about it. Lord, do you remember that anointing? you remember that time that the glory fell and... And it was heavy and weighty and everybody was worshiping. And, you know, do you remember that? That was so precious to me. I just value that. That's just awesome. That changed me. That I just start telling the Lord how valuable that was. And it seemed like every time that happened in a few weeks, that anointing would come into the service. We didn't try to guide it there. It would just come. Because God is a responder. He's a responder to real praise and worship. He's a responder to the things that we say. We are uh, releasing something very real when we praise with our words. You know, I heard somebody say that, uh, she said, you know, I think God loves this song because every time we sing the song, the anointing comes. And I kind of laughed. I kind of knew what she meant. It it seems like certain songs, the anointing just comes in the room. And we think God is responding, but... You know what I believe. Look at uh, John seven thirty seven and thirty eight. John seven thirty seven and thirty eight. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, "If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink." He that believeth in me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. You know, when we sing songs that we have revelation of, and this is why it's so important to have the word in the songs. Not just I love you songs, but the word. When you have revelation of what you're singing, you're releasing those rivers into this room. And that's why that's why you feel that swell, because the more you sing and the more you release and the more you speak, the rivers are rising. It changes the room. It changes the atmosphere. And that's when God will drop in and suddenly the gifts of the spirit will start to operate. That's why there starts to be manifestations and demonstrations, because we're releasing the river by faith, with our words, we're changing the atmosphere. That's something we can do anywhere. At home, any place you're going, in the car. Hallelujah. So praise. But the other thing that I've been focused on, and I just wanted to share this tonight, just you guys, you're the most well-taught people that I know. So it's, it's intimidating to come here and try to teach something. But, you know, God can bring emphasis and this is what I felt led to emphasize. Brother Hagen talked to us so much about speaking to ourselves in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Ephesians 5 18 and 19. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is wickedness, but be filled with the Holy Spirit and constantly guided by Him. Speak to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord. Again, going back to words, you know, this isn't talking about sitting down with your intellect and making up a song. It's talking about prophetic flows that can get in your mouth when you're praising God. And this is why verbal praise is so important because when you're really praising and you get well hooked up with your spirit, you'll find a lot of times the gifts of the spirit will get in your mouth. That's supposed to happen. Suddenly there's just something. There's a tongue there. I got to speak in tongues. There's a tongue there. And you start speaking in tongues. And then the interpretation comes. And then something else happens. And a song comes. I've been speaking in tongues sometimes, and the tongues came out, sing-songy and rhyming, just all of a sudden, just change. And I'm, I thought, this is strange. I'm, I'm speaking in tongues like I'm giving a poem or something. But then the interpretation came. See, we, we hesitate sometimes to go with those flows. But that's what Brother Hagin was talking to us about. I thought at the time when he talked about it, this is... Like icing on the cake. He's given us doctrine. He's given us so many good things. But now he's telling us how to be filled with joy. It's icing on the cake. No, it was so much more. It was the direction to go in to get into revival. Because the vocal gifts are the open door for the other gifts of the spirit. And he wanted us to arrive at this time trained. Because when I'm home speaking in psalms and hymns, and I can tell if the anointing is flowing or not, I'm getting trained without having hurt anybody. A few years uh, before we left, I was over at Winn-Dixie and um, just shopping, not thinking about anything. And suddenly, the glory just landed in the aisle. It just fell strong. And I thought, whew, What is that? Why is that here? I'm not singing. I'm not speaking. I'm not doing anything. And I turned around, and there was a lady sitting there in a wheelchair. And here was this just, I mean, talk about an elephant in the room. I mean, I know nobody else probably felt it, but I did. And you know what I did? I panicked (laughs) and left quickly. I just didn't have the confidence to go up to this lady and risk that, what if I'm wrong? What if nothing happens? I didn't have a planned out, you know, thing to say to her that was safe. I didn't have any of it planned. And I just walked away. And I thought, you know, this way, it's forcing me to learn what is the spirit and what isn't the spirit. When when can I step out on it? I can be more confident because I've followed it enough to learn it. I'm not there yet, but I'm working on it. I want to know it. I want to be able to, to proceed with confidence. But God's provided me with a way to do that. But that has to happen at home. We have people come to the church all the time who want to prophesy. Oh, everybody wants to prophesy. None of them can prophesy. I mean, they have at times, and it was awful. It was condemnation. It was, what is it you said today? One person prophesied... Oh yeah, gave us the definition of the Greek word for something in the middle of their prophecy. Where it's like, oh come on. But you know, see, we can we can learn that at home. Some some of these people aren't interested in learning at home. They want to do everything in front of a crowd. But if you really want what the spirit wants, you do it at home. Oh, and it's good too. I've been drunk many a time. Home in my kitchen, home in my bedroom, drunk, drunk. It was good, but it wasn't just to give me joy. It was training. It was listening. It was hearing what he has to say. Hallelujah. Do you want to add something to that? <laughs> I flew through this. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, let's, let's all stand Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's just, let's just talk to the Lord for a few minutes. I'm not trying to make anything happen, but, uh, it's a good time to recommit ourselves to the things of the spirit and to following him. Hallelujah. Father, we bless you. We love you. Father, we love the Holy ghost. He is so very precious to us. Oh, Father, every word that he speaks. Father, we don't want to go to the right or the left. We want to follow him. We want to follow him. Father, we know we've got to be full of the word. The word is our faith base to follow him. Oh, but Father, we are committing to you tonight, not just to be word people, but to be who we really are. Word and spirit people who put the voice of God first, who listen. To what's in our hearts, to what the Spirit is saying. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, we thank you. We just thank you. We thank you that you want to do more than we ever dreamed possible. You want to do more. Than any vision we've ever had, you want to move. You want to shake the earth. You want to shake backslidden people and you want to shake the sinner and you want to shake them down to the, their roots, Father, down to their hearts by your power and your glory. Father, thank you for the gifts of the Spirit. So many ways that you can move. We thank you. And Father, if if that's important to you, then it's important to us. Thank you, Jesus. It's important to us. Father, we bless you and thank you tonight. Father, we commit ourselves to coming into a new level of hearing your voice. A new level of hearing what your spirit has to say. Father, a new sensitivity to obey. When it goes against our spirit, we'll obey our spirit. We'll quit messing around. We'll quit cheating and, and just ignoring those, those little leadings. But, Father, we'll obey. We'll obey in the little things, Father, that one day we might do greater things by your Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We bless you. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Pastor, thank you, Jesus.
1: Hallelujah. Just lift your hands. Glory to God. Worship him. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. 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 Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise you, praise you, Father, praise you, Father. Oh, glory to God. You are so good, Lord. You're so good to us, Father. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy and your kindness to us, Lord. We glorify you, Father. We glorify you, Lord Jesus. We magnify you, Lord, above everything that we know and everything that we have, all of your blessings to us, Lord. Nothing compares with you, Father. Oh, you're the best. You're greater than anything, Father, that this life has. And we glorify you. We glorify you, Father. We glorify you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory to God. 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 Oh, Father, we submit ourselves to you. We yield ourselves to you, Father, for your honor and for your glory. Be magnified, be glorified, Father, in all that we do in our lives, Father. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Oh, Father, we honor you. We bless you, Lord. We thank you. We're thankful, Father. So grateful. So grateful so grateful for salvation, so grateful for redemption, so grateful for the new birth, so grateful for the infilling of the Holy Spirit, so grateful for the anointing that Your Spirit, Lord, would abide upon us and move upon us and move in us and among us, Lord. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Father, your presence is, is more important. Glory to God than anything else we can come up with on our own. Anything that we can manufacture, anything that we can think of, anything that we can produce, nothing compares to your presence, Lord. Glory to God. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father thank you father thank you father thank you father hallelujah 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 glory to God glory to God glory to God glory to God hallelujah 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 Glory, 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we will step up and we will step in and we will step out. We'll step up, Father, in our walk. We'll step up, Father, into the place that you've called us to live in. Not to just visit, but live in a higher realm, in a higher place of fellowship. We'll step into what you have for us. There's so much available. There's so much on your table, Lord. There's so much that you've deposited in us, and yet we have to step into it. We have to be willing to step over and step into what you have. And so we'll step up. And we'll step in, Father, to what you have for us. And then we'll step out, being refreshed from within, being refreshed by your Spirit. Then we'll step out. Oh, glory to God. Step out on your promises. Yes, we'll do that. But we'll also step out on your glory. Hallelujah. And see our world changed by your glory, by the anointing. Hallelujah. And there is a process, Lord, of stepping up, stepping in, and stepping out. Glory to God. And we can do that, Lord, by by stages. A A little stepping up, a little stepping in, and a little stepping out. And then growing in that. More stepping up, more stepping in, more stepping out. Glory to God. We pledge ourselves, Lord, to that. We pledge ourselves. We commit ourselves to, to it. And we trust you, Lord, to help us in our stepping. Help us, Father. <laughs> oh, I know it. I know you will, Lord. You always have. You always have. You always have. Oh, glory to God. Sometimes we laugh at ourselves, Lord. <laughs> because you're always leading And you're so patient and so loving and so caring, Father, as you lead us each step of the way. So we're full of joy because there's no mistake we can make, no stumble that you can't pick us up out of. Nothing we can mess up that you can't fix. (laughs) Oh, glory to God. Thank you for it, Father. Thank you for it.